0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherlock.com And today I'm back with my bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts We have a big UFC event this weekend Uh, PFL Europe is starting as well Uh, I'll have a full preview out for that, maybe it'll be already out I think it will actually be already out uh, by the time you are watching this video So go and check that out Um, I have uh, a couple of bets from that And I have... Uh, Bets from the UFC as well So stay tuned for all of that First a quick recap of last week I feel like I feel like the pay-per-views have been going Very badly for me Recently And this was another one which didn't go great Um, Gunnar Elson by decision (sighs) Yeah, I just not explaining that one. <laughs> and I said last week, look, if you're betting, the submission is is probably the the one to go for. But I like the price I thought Brian Barberino might be able to draw it out a little bit. He wasn't. Uh that didn't win. Jack Short, TKO. KO. You you could see, I suppose, at the start of the second round where I was kind of going with that a guy who's very good at submissions against a guy who, another guy who's very good at submissions. The one thing maybe I forgot or. <laughs> Miss uh, uh, Analyzed Was um, Amercani Getting tired all the time Which I'm like Oh yeah Yeah I probably should have Remember that one Yeah and uh, He gave up the submission In the end The Christian Leroy Duncan One was right Not a great prize But the one we got right Also an injury So got a little bit lucky With that one But he was on his way To winning that Anyway Usman obviously lost as well And in McCoy of The TKOKO He almost had it A couple of times Um ...for the flyer, uh, but no, he ended up submitting them in the end after almost getting... ...well, he didn't almost get submitted himself, but he almost got uh, stopped by Herb Dean himself... ...and I wouldn't have been giving out to Herb for that one either, because it was uh, it, w- it was pretty tough, But that submission... ...but yeah, 1 out of 4 last week, and the flyer didn't hit, so not great... ...overall 16 of uh, 34, not bad, and 4 of 10 overall on the flyer, so I'll definitely take the flyer bet there... ...you know, we're still close enough to the, the 50% on the other bet, so... Time to recapture that uh, <laughs> this weekend. Let's see uh, Let's see if we can do it. Right, the first one I'm giving you is from the PFL Europe card. Now, I'm giving you a double. Now, this isn't uh, a massive price or anything like that. I was just looking at it here. It's around the minus 350 mark. But I think it's a good bet to kind of get you into the PFL Europe. If you want to watch it maybe for the first time. Obviously, everyone is watching it for the first time because this is the first time it was ever on. But I'm going for a double of Simeon Paul and Dakota Cheva. And it's around the plus 350 mark, sorry, the, around the minus 350 mark for the Dublin. They're both massive favourites uh, over their two opponents. Simone Paul is fighting Mohamed Amini uh, and Dakota Deceva is fighting uh, Malin Hermanson. Both are 7-0, and both are top, top prospects and really, really, really good. Um, Powell is... Like this, really, really good striker with pressure who is tall and big and athletic and great footwork and intelligent and good take down defense. He really has it all. You know, he really, really does. He's fighting Muhammad Anime, um, who is a, a kickboxer. Um, fought a lot of these fights, the ones I was able to see anyway. Now, PFL Europe is kind of the the European series to get them to the bigger series, you know, to get them. So it's a lot of people kind of on their way up. Um, some people with only like five, six fights, and it's, it's great to watch, you know, it's like watching, you know, maybe a Cage Warriors or, or, you know, an LFA in America or something like that. These are a lot of up and comers with some, Fighters also that are we'll see Francis Malamba in a couple of weeks. By no means an up and comer, a guy at the very top of his game. And I think uh, Paul and Dechavez kind of are getting there as well. But I would say enemy is that um, he's kind of a pocket counter fighter, lots of hooks and counters in combos, but gets hit very hard when he's in the pocket. And I think that will be his big issue here uh, against Simone Paul. Another thing Paul has is that even if you do crack him or push him against the cage, take him down, which I don't think Muhammad. Will do uh, because he's more of a kickboxer from what I've seen of him. Anyway, he's very good at bouncing back. You know, he said he's, he's taking out; he'll bounce back. Very good cardio, and his best trait. It's something I say, you know, you, you watch any young fighter. I, I saw someone actually saying about Usman there recently. The people that are on winning streaks all the time, it's their belief, and his utter belief in himself is is magnificent. And I think that's what makes him a great fighter. I think he'll win this fight. The other fight, then. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, is in this double is Dakota Cheva against Malin uh, Hermanson. Um, and if you haven't seen Dakota Cheva, uh, what have you been doing? Really, she is really, really, really good fighting out of a uh, fight out of England at the moment. Actually, she was out out of England, and I think she went over to America. I think she's training at ATT now. But she's very tall, very rangy, switch stance fighter. All long kicks, accurate strikes. Like, she's good wrestling. I think her brother's like a kickboxer, and she is very good kickboxing as well. And she just seems to be getting better and better and better all the time. I actually watched a very interesting amateur fight uh, uh, between herself and Shauna Bannon, who's uh, currently 5-0 and in Invicta. Now, Shauna went down a weight uh, after, obviously. Deceva ended up winning that fight. But I watched it back, and like, I'm not sure who won it, to be honest. It was one them. but that's a high-level fight considering where the two of them have gotten to now so she not only is very good she also has a couple of tough matchups against a couple of very very good fighters herself in the amateurs and on the way up now um Melon Hermanson is an an interesting fighter. I watched one of her early fights, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a destruction altogether." And look, Decheva is definitely a massive favorite here, but Hermanson has improved an awful lot. She's like a Diaz brother. She's a real awkward mover, nice enough jab and good combos. Doesn't have the biggest power in the world, I wouldn't say. And against DeCheva, she's going to need to make her pay uh, for any mistakes she makes, which are few and far between. If you're uh, if you watched any of the code the Cheva, uh, over the last while, she tends to kind of dip her head uh, into strikes to Hermanson and kind of get caught. But she does counter well, and she has definitely improved in her last few fights and become a lot more confident. And she's going to need it against the Cheva, who can do it all. She's, you know, good takedown defense, but also uh, good takedowns herself. Great cardio power. I've written down here in my notes. I think I said in the previous show as well. No known weaknesses. I haven't seen any weakness from her, and I think. With this double, so Decheva and Powell, I think they're both going to be able to kickbox their way to wins here. I think um, both of their opponents, Emily and Hermanson, are both going to try to kickbox them. Now, maybe that'll change, <laughs> you know, very, very quickly when they get in there. But uh, I think there should be probably two relatively straightforward wins for both of them. And uh, a good way to kick off, I suppose, the, the season with... Uh, uh, a bet as well, not, you know, not the biggest price in the world, but, uh, yeah, that's my first bet of the week, anyway, the double of the Cheva and Powell. Second bet of the week, then, uh, I'm going for Holly Holm, uh, straight up, uh, against Yana uh, Santos, uh, who, you know, used to be, obviously, Yana Kunitskaya, if uh, if you don't know about the, the uh, she married to Tiago Santos, isn't she? I think she is, yeah, so... um an, an interesting fight against they're they're both fourteen and six. I've just noticed here on Charduck, which would think you know they've been around for a similar amount of time and a similar levels, but not, you know not really. Holly Home has reached kind of I think a much higher level uh, in her career, and the the, the price in that. Let me just have a quick look again. Minus two two five. There was a couple of places that were around minus two hundred as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that price actually moves. The the later we get, obviously, you know, I'm recording a little bit earlier than uh, you'd probably be betting on it. So keep an eye on that. Price price The longer the uh, the the week goes, uh, but for Holly, you know, it's been an interesting time. She's only fought once uh, in the last what three years now. This as she fought Viera Vera uh, around ten months ago, and she ended up losing that fight by a split decision. You know. Did Holly Holm not look like Holly Holm in that fight? I probably... I mean, probably not. I, I think she looked really normal in that fight. Her two wins of Fort against Serena Aldana, who's fighting for the title next, more than likely, and Raquel Pennington, who is always there or thereabouts uh, as well. But she... The one thing is with Holly Holm, she's 41 years of age now, 42 this year, been around for a very, very, very long time. But you put her in against someone like, you know, Yana uh, Santos, who... I just don't think has the same skill set as Holly Holm in terms of her her ability you know, uh, you look at her as well, like she hasn't fought that much either her last fight was in 2021 she lost to Irina Aldana, now she beat Getlín Vieira, so you know, you how can we do the MMA math in that, they're, they're both uh, one was, one lost to one one was beaten by one and the other way around so uh, there, there isn't really much to take by that, I don't think, she was finished by uh, Irina Aldana in that fight in, in July 2021, so so it's uh, it's been a while since both of them have fought, um, and I, like if you look at if you look at uh, Yana Santos's record, and you look at her uh, her losses, <sighs> three by KO, one by decision, two by submission, and you look at kind of when that happened. The KO was the last time out. Her last loss before that was by KO as well. Then with Cyborg, okay, we can forget about that. A lot of her decision losses were, you know, were uh, were. Uh, well, her one decision loss was uh, a long time ago in her career, which uh, kind of goes against my own bet here because I do think home, I do think home by decision might be a good bet here. I was looking at it as well and thinking about it, but there isn't much of a difference between them, and the fact she's only lost one decision is probably. Uh, you know, probably indicative of her career. It's, you know, seven times to a decision, only, only uh, last one But having said that, like, I, I think, I remember distinctly watching the uh, the Kunitskaya and Vieira fight because it was, that was a big judging fight. And uh, I actually did, uh, oh, the book is actually up there in front of me. I, I don't want to be pulling the ring up, but uh, Chris Rinney's book, talking about it. Um and I, I wrote a little bit of an article for it, and it was in that. It and was, It was great. If you haven't seen Chris Rini's book, please uh, please buy it and, and get it. I'm in it as well, so it's great. Uh, but it was a fight that you just think... Uh, like, a lot of people thought Vieira won it. A lot of people thought Santos won it. Uh, but it was a fight where she landed some shots. Vieira landed some shots. And there was a lot of kind of clinching and long moments of nothing happening, right? Long moments of nothing happening. And it feels like... It feels like Santos is one of these fighters that tries to make things happen at small intervals, right? And Holly Holm is a fighter who tries to make things happen all the time, but, and not big things. So, okay, Santos to make, tries to make big things happen at small intervals. Holly Holm tries to make small things happen all the time. And if you think this fight goes to a decision, who's going to win that? I, you would say with the new judging criteria, okay, maybe Santos. But if Santos can't cause those big moments to happen over three rounds, if she can't do it two, three, four times in the three rounds, can she win the fight? She, if she can't, she can't. You know, If she can't do that, she can't win the fight. And I kind of think that's how it'll go. I just feel like home is just going to pick her off and pick her off and pick her off and pick her off and end up winning the decision. That's how I see it going as well. Home has always been good in the clinch. Look look what she did to Ronda Rousey. She's always been good wrestling, even though she you know started off as a kickboxer and all of that. That's where I, you know I, I think she'll be able to stop anything Santos can do there. I think she's too elusive on the feet. She'll never lose that ability, um, and I just think she'll kind of point her way to a win. And that's that's basically it. And that's why I'm going for Holly Holm here at uh, at minus two two five. I I I I just feel like it's going to be easy for her. And now maybe maybe she's over the hill and maybe she's not as as good as she once was but it's hard hard for me to not call that one to be honest right next one I'm going for here um oh, is an interesting one I, and I always pick so I'm going for Andrea Ellie over Macy Barber and she is plus two three one and it was the price more than anything else I just love this price I think it's a great price um Andrea Lee, for a while, was on the cusp of doing something very good, right? So she beat, uh, I'm not very good, good, and she beat uh, Shashinka and Calvillo. And after that Calvillo fight, where she, you know, it was the corner stoppage after the, the was it the second round, wasn't it? Um, she, I remember kind of thinking, right, I've always liked Andrea Lee as a fighter. I think she's a very good fighter. And now she's kind of after proving it. And then she went out against Viviane Aruja again around ten months ago. Uh, so she's been out of uh, out of the cage for a bit. But not in that fight, she kind of got out, um, athleted, if you want to put it that way. Like Arujo hasn't had the greatest run since. You know, she's lost border fights to Grasso and Ibas. Now nothing wrong with losing to either of them, but you get what I mean. Like she, I, I'm so what I'm saying here is I'm finding it actually hard to call where Andrea Lee is not only in her career, but in the division, but for Macy Barber, I'm, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm a little bit on the, on the same boat here. Cause look, she lost to, to Roxanne Milleferi amazingly and lost to Grasso as well. And she's come back with three decision wins in a row against Brandon Maverick, Montana De La Rosa and Jessica. I, uh, look, all of which are good, solid fighters, but no blowers. And she didn't blow any of them away, uh, either in any of those fights. Um, and I feel like the way Maverick will win this, is, I think is the way Arujo wins it. If she, or Sorry, um, not Maverick, uh, Barber, Macy, uh, is the kind of out-athlete or a busher against the cage, try to get the fight to the ground. You know, she has uh, she's a couple of submission wins, maybe try to get the submission. But Andreele, I feel like, and the reason I'm kind of going for her is this. I think, I don't think Barber is as good an athlete as a Haruja, as maybe mad as that uh, sounds to some people. And I think if she can kind of stop that clinch, stop her um, taking her down, that Andrea Lee's boxing when she can just box is actually very good. And maybe some people are thinking, what are you talking about, Sean? You're you're picking Andrea Lee to to, uh, outbox or outstrike Macy Barber. I think I am, yeah. And not not necessarily even though that she will outbox her or outstriker. I just think that price of plus two three one for her to outbox her and outstriker is really good. Because I have a feeling it will turn into a kickboxing match for 15 minutes. I I just have a feeling that's the fight we're gonna get. And I actually really like Andrea Lee in most of those fights against most of those people. We saw, you know, we, I just told you the names there she's beaten in fights she wasn't expecting to win. No, wasn't expected to win even. And she still went down and she did it. And like, I, I haven't forgotten that. I haven't also forgotten the, thing, the, the the times I win badly, but you get what I mean. I, I just, I think she has shown that she can be someone with the skill level of Macy Barber. I think she has, and, and over above that. I think she has. And to give me plus two three one for her to do it again, I'll take that. I'm gonna take that all day. So that's the third bet. Andrea Lee plus two three one. Just to win straight up money line bet. Right, the next betting over here is the main event. Uh and I I was torn here. I was really torn. So I've got I've gone for Corey Sandegan. Uh he's minus one uh five seven uh, as we speak right now. That could change. Honestly, it could change a lot. I really do think this one is going to maybe flip and flop throughout the week as it goes. Um, I'm going for Sandhagen for one simple reason, really. And I think he's, like, like Holly Holm, I think he's going to be a little bit too elusive. Um, I think, and, and now I, I've talked to uh, my colleague Graham over in the Severe Met podcast many times about this, but we, and the two of us have constantly picked against... Um, Cheeto, Vera And have constantly been wrong And here I am doing it again So like uh, next, If he wins this I promise the next time I won't pick against him But I just feel like I feel like Vera Is fighting in a very specific way Recently That has been very very good And you know Everyone knows I love the criteria as well It's been very um, uh, Effective in terms of the criteria Very effective But it's only effective because he's been able to pull it off. And now, I, what I mean by that is he's been kind of waiting, 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 landing the big, uh, hurtful shot and winning rounds and then winning, doing the same, the next round, the same. And that, that's great that's great, if you can do that that's a very efficient and intelligent way to win uh, a round of mixed martial arts, but if you're up against Corey Sandhagen and he is kind of running around, picking you off touching you, landing, and when you land he's landing as big as you land at times or has already landed and you're kind of chasing it back, that makes it a lot harder, your defensive work and your toughness and all is great against a guy who can't hurt you nearly as hard as you can hurt him But for Corey Sandhagen, is that the case? Like, Corey hits hard, he's big knees, he's big shots. So I feel like this is one of those fights where neither man is going to get out unscathed. Like, all I said there would preclude uh, Cheeto from winning rounds, right? But he's going to win rounds, I think, in this. And all I said there will probably persuade you or persuade the argument, let's say, that... Sandhagen is going to win the rounds because he's going to kind of play with him on the outside, try to stay elusive while landing shots. And his opponent maybe is going to, he's going to start having to rush shots and stuff to try to land them. And it's actually that's going to, to play into his game. And he's going to win this round and this round, this round. I, in my opinion, he's going to win more rounds doing that than Cheeto will fight in his fight. But I think Cheeto will win rounds fighting his fight as well. That's why I've been so torn on it. And. This is the sort of fight we could come, we could all come out of and say if it was, you know, pride rules or one championship rules or if the fight was scored as a whole or all of this, it'd be scored. I feel like this is the one of these fights, unless it's a finish, right? If it goes to a decision. Because that's just the way Cheeto fights. It just is the way Cheeto fights. Like, Imagine he's four and a half minutes down in the round, and he lands one big shot. Like, who do you give that round to? We have that argument there, right? And okay, we can maybe tell you who afterwards. But one person might agree, and one person might disagree, and then we have what we always have, you know. So that's the sort of fight I'm expecting here. And I just think if you look, and we look quickly here at, at who Cheeto has fought, uh, I suppose in his most recent fights, Dominic Cruz, who he he finished in the uh, in the four round of that, and. I think we can all agree Dominic isn't maybe what Dominic was, same with Frankie Edgar but he beat Rob Font and beat Davy Grant who are two very 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 good fighters now it's weird that I put Rob Font and Davey Grant to both Dominic Cruz and Frankie Edgar but I, I assume a lot of hardcores are listening to this I want to understand what I'm talking about there it's and he won a decision against both of them as well and finished both Edgar and Cruz so it goes along with the kind of type of fight I'm talking about here as well he has never faced someone uh, and beaten someone recently, apart from, okay, look, Deshaun O'Malley fight, but we know what happened there, like Corey Sandig It's just he hasn't, he hasn't faced that level. And, look, if it was Prime Damian Cruz, absolutely. If it was Prime Frank Edgar, absolutely. But we all know it wasn't, right? Now, Damian Cruz is a great test to get to that level, I think, and to fight someone at that level these days... But he hasn't done it yet. And it's very hard to say that style that we saw against Rob Font, especially now the Cruz fight a little bit differently. I think he did up it a little bit, but I think that was that was down to him fighting Cruz and you had to kind of do it. But, and look, I think he will have to kind of do it here as well. But I think it's going to be a lot harder to actually do. And until he shows that, I, I think the pick is against him. And that's the main reason I picked against him. If he had shown that in another Like let's say he'd fought Yan And he did it against Jan Absolutely I'd be picking him here to win No problem A hundred percent If he does this here against Sandhagen And he was going to fight Jan I would probably pick him to win that fight So it's, it's one where I'm picking it based on What we've already seen And that's all I can do I suppose And I'm going for Sandhagen But as you can hear probably by the tone of my voice It's not at all With, uh, with great expectation Right the last one I'm going for is, and this is a flyer, but it's a flyer that could be a mad flyer, or it's a flyer that could be a very, 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 very good flyer, because it's Manel Cape to win by TKO KO in round one at plus 550. Now, if anyone knows Manel Cape, you know what they expect from him, and what they expect from him is to know nothing. ...of what to expect from him. Because he could turn up and he could be an absolute killer... ...or he could turn up and he could be looking injured... ...and he could miss weight... ...and this and that and the other. That's the type of fighter Manel Cape is. That's just... ...you never know what's going to turn up with Manel Cape. But when he's at it... ...boy, he is at it. <clears throat> Alex Perez... he um, ...he's only lost once by knockout, Right? He's only lost once ever by knockout, and you know that was to to Joseph Benavidez, a very good fighter. Uh, what five or six years ago at this stage, he was submitting his last two fights. Okay, but he's fighting on and Pandorja. Uh, You know those two fights. One was in 2020, one was in twenty twenty two. I'm not absolutely not taking anything away from him. He's a good fighter. You know a guy who's won seventeen of his twenty four fights by either submission or decision. Only knocked out uh, people in five percent of his fight. Uh, in uh, five of his fights out of twenty four. You know, five out of thirty-one in total, not the greatest knockout record. If, for being honest, when you look at Cape on the other side of it, then out of his eleven fights, he's won. Uh, sorry, out of his uh, eighteen wins, he's won eleven uh, by uh, by knockout, and he's had you know twenty-four uh, altogether. So, look, most of his wins by knockout are almost half his fights winning by uh, by knockout as well. And you know, that's just just the stats to throw it at you. Two of his last three fights, he's won by first-round knockout. So I'm giving you plus five fifty for him to win by first round knockout again. Okay, now he didn't have lots of first round knockouts before that for a, for a while. You know he had a couple in risen back in 2017. He knocked out Ian McCall and, and another chap there as well, and had a few earlier in his career. So yeah, he, he does have like he does have six, seven, eight first round knockouts. It's a good few of them. He's a good few of them now. Um, our first round finishes anyway, and if he is on it. And he's been on it for his last three fights. To be fair, beat Adi Osborne, uh, Zam, Zalas, Zamagulov, and David Dvorak. I'm going. Uh, someone, someone's going to like bring and me now over my terrible pronunciation there. I'm like saying whales. something. Z- Zalgas Zamagulov. I think that is that right? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, Bohacina will have my uh, my video up here, that. but I I just like, I just think uh, Menel Cape and I probably saying Cape wrong as well. But I'm going to continue to say Cape anyway. Uh, I just, I just feel like, right, he's at the precipice of something big right now. And he'll either be the type of guy, and we've seen this with many fighters out through the years, who is currently ranked number eight, some number nine, sorry, who will either win this fight against a guy in rank number six, maybe going to the top five, right, maybe fight for the title with possibly one more win. And go do all of that, or else he'll be like, "Right, this is my big opportunity. I have it. I'm going to take it," and he'll end up losing. He'll end up missing weight, or he'll end up not showing up, or something will happen. It. I just Cape is one of those guys. Now, three wins in a row has that changed? Maybe, right? Maybe. So I, I'm kind of half talking him out here, betting on my bet, but I'm betting on my bet because he is brilliant. I'm betting on my bet because he has the talent to beat Alex Perez. He really has a talent to be last place. Well he has a talent to knock him out. He has a talent to knock anyone in that division out, right? And give me plus 550 to do it in the first round after two of his last three have been done in the first round. Now, they have been late in the first round, absolutely, but I like that bet. I really, really like it, and that's uh, that's one of my bets for the week. Right, uh, let's, those are my five bets. Let's look at some of the other bets uh, from this weekend. Um, as luck would have it, the Cage Warriors bets just came up here so this is great i was going to pick a, a a cage warriors bet they weren't in so they're just up here the main event mick stanton and will curry will curry is a, a massive favorite there minus 450 definitely going for him i'll just give you my picks here albert diaz steve amiable that's a big price on albert diaz plus 275 if i against steve amiable minus 350 if i'm betting on that i'm definitely betting diaz do, who do i think i think amiable will win but well, I think that's going to be a close fight And I would 100% If I'm betting on that, I'm betting Diaz uh, Aggie Sardari is a big favourite over uh, Samuel Blasco, I think that's right, minus 450 uh, And the other bet out there all, all the prices aren't out yet, but um, Matthew Byfield, minus 550 over Prince McLean uh, Prince has been Away, I was talking to Brad, preview for that Will be out as well, obviously um, Plus 400, has been out for a good While, I think, you know, Matty Byfield is probably the one to go for uh, In that one as well, so that, that came out literally just as we're uh, recording here. Uh, let, uh, before we get to the UFC, let's look at the other bets from uh, from the PFL. Um, and you'll be able to hear my uh, preview, obviously, of this as well. Uh, the, the two fights I already spoke about, uh, Simon Paul is minus 500. The uh, Chavez minus 1600. Adam got together around minus 350. So I think that's a, a good double for both of them one of the fights on the night for me and this, I was actually looking at the, uh, the price in this earlier, and they were even, and this actually changed since Valentina um, Scatizzi, who's the brother of Daniele Scatizzi, who fights in Bellator, she trains at an SPGIR, and she actually got into a favour now at minus, uh, 130. They were even, as I said a couple of hours ago, plus 100 for Jeevers. I, I like Scatizzi in that fight, although they're both good fighters. As I said, i leave this to the, the preview. You can listen to my whole breakdowns there. Um, I am, one person I am not surprised is a big favourite as well is and uh, Anthony Salamone. He fought... Uh, Will Flory uh, a while back, he's a good fighter, but his opponent, uh, Daniel Ladero, uh, you know, I, I, I said on the preview, I'll wait till I see the betting odds before I give my pick, now, maybe the pick is Ladero, because of the price, i more about it, Salamone might be just a little bit more, you know, experienced, and he might win that, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one, uh, Cornelia Holm and uh, Marta Valishek, uh, home, plus plus uh, two f- uh, 205, minus 265. Again, f- I think that's a relatively even fight there, if we've been honest. Thomas uh, Sopa, who's very good in, in the clinch, uh, very good at knees and stuff. Not the best striker in the world, just wants to get inside and get it on the ground. Uh, Velashek uh, wants it on the floor as well. She throws some high kicks, good knees in the clinch, aggressive. Um... I, I think whoever's better on the ground is going to win that one if it does hit the ground, so an interesting fight, I think that might be a little bit too much of a price. I'd probably go for home at that price, but um, an interesting price there, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a few other fights as well, uh, Mafanda, Carmona, and uh, Gerrit Eckhout, um, is a fight that they're both minus uh one fifteen in that. Uh, great, she doesn't fight much to be honest. She's a bit undersized for the division as well. and I think that'll maybe catch up with her, but she's a good jab and one two. Not the greatest take down defense in the world, uh, unless she's in top and where she's good ground and pound. Carmona's only been fighting since twenty twenty one. She's strong, good striker, good footwork. Um, I'd probably go for Carmona in that one. So those yeah, those are my picks and, and my bets for uh for PFL. Obviously did the. the uh, we just have the straight-up prices out here. So far, we don't have any of the, the props or anything for that. So the UFC, um, let's, I've already gone for Sanhagen. I've already gone for home. I've already gone for um, Andrea Lee, and I really like all of those prices there. And I've already obviously gone for Manel Cape as well. So I've hit the top uh, four fights here. Uh, Lingo and Landwehr In you know, Lingo plus 190. Like, I haven't been that impressed. I was impressed with Landwehr at the start. And I'm kind of Slowed him a little bit Is this a move back uh, In quality possibly here But I would You know I'd probably uh, i probably avoid that one I love the fight between Albert Jurev And Chidi Njukawani uh, Chidi is the favourite there Let's see the price for Chidi To win by knockout Plus one on 30 um, Jurev you know Jurev by name Durable by nature I think is Is kind of what he is uh, At times Anyway um, and Let's see on that one I, I think I'd just go for Chidi straight up There isn't that much of a difference there, so I think that's what I'd be going for. There, uh, Vergara and Silva uh, is uh, Vergara is the big favorite. There, minus 240. Pineda and Tucker Lutz, minus 285 for Lutz, who is uh, not a bad fighter at all. Trevin Giles and uh, Preston Parsons are about even. Giles, maybe the experience might do it for him. There, Steven Peterson, a good outing last time, he's a favorite now. This time against Lucas Alexander, minus. 160 Trey Ogden uh, who uh, he fought Paddy Pimblet, didn't he or he was no he fought the lad who fought Paddy Pimbit Uh, he is the underdog here against Manel Torres and uh, yeah there are probably some other fights as well who cares right I will leave it there thank you to everybody for watching and listening if you are watching give the thumbs up on YouTube please subscribe there's loads of other great stuff here and let me know your bet for the week down below Uh, if you're listening please uh, subscribe as well on Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to it and uh, head on over to YouTube and see my ugly mug as well give it a thumbs up there, give it a like, spread it out as well tell a friend, tag me on Twitter at tag at shardog.com as well uh, on Twitter and uh, we will uh, we will retweet it and get it out there as well so yeah, fun weekend of fights coming up uh, and that's all I have for you today, thanks to everybody for listening my name is Sean and for shardog.com and I'll see you all next time